you actually create high quality live stream? Good evening, wives who wore. Happy Wednesday. I pray that you all have had an amazing day and that you are sitting in a seat of expectation for tonight's um, empowerment. I'm very thankful. I'm honored to be before you. Um, I don't take it lightly that you've decided to join, but I'm actually getting ready to yield my seat. I'm excited for um, one of my covenant partners who's decided to partner with the wives who wore on tonight, Lady Elizabeth Hudson. Um, I know that there is a word on the inside of her. I have watched her. Um, I, I have been peeping in the background. We know each other. Um, I, I have been in their worship service. So I'm just excited to see and to hear what God has placed on the inside of her as it relates to March. Access granted. We know that on last week, evangelist uh, Pamela Smith from Arlington, Texas, brought us a word about how we as wives can apply the word of God as it relates to access granted that we need to yield ourselves, right? In that place of submission to be able to fully access what has been granted to us by our father, Abba. El Elyon, the one that sees all and the one that knows all, right? So I'm just excited about the word on tonight. And I pray that you all are ready. Have your notebook, have your pen, are ready to ask questions, are ready to make the comments. Um, as I step back, fade to the black, um, and allow Lady Elizabeth Hudson to come um, and then pour in the way that God sees fit. Um, and again, we already know, right? We move based on how the spirit moves. So until God releases her, I'm just going to take my own notes I'm going to work the scripture and I'm going to work the comments. So I pray that, uh, I just pray that you guys are ready because I, I believe there is um, a tangible right now word that will be applicable to us, not just today, 
not just for the month of March, but for the remainder of our lives as women, as wives, and as daughters of the King. Lady Elizabeth, you there, love? I am here. Yes. Hello. I'm so excited to be here on tonight to be among the women. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I felt was getting ready to come out. <laughs> yes. All I'm right, sis, I'm going to let you have the floor. I'm going to work. I'll work scripture for you. I got you on this side. Go forth with power. Amen. Amen. Well, as I first stated, I'm super excited uh, to be with the wives who wore um, on tonight. I totally honor um, Evangelist Denise Smith for the invitation. Um, I honor my own husband on tonight that is allowing me to kind of hang out in the room with you ladies. Um, it is our Bible study class, but he has given me permission to come in here and share uh, what's on my heart as it relates to this awesome topic of access granted. So before we hop into the word of the Lord, if we can just have a quick uh, moment of prayer, I think that would be great. Kind Father, in Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for this time, this space, and this grace, God, to share your word. And Father, on tonight, I simply rest in you. I pray now, God, that the words of my heart and the meditate, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart is acceptable unto you. Father, I pray now, God, that there is something that you have downloaded into my spirit that I would utter out of my mouth. God would totally transform, would enlighten, God, in the name of Jesus, one of your daughters, even one of your sons, God, even as this may be even replayed, that tonight will be a turning point. Tonight will be a night, God, that you would unlift, that you would tear down, God, that you would dig out and that you would plant your word ever so deep in the hearts of us on tonight. So have your way on tonight. We thank you in advance for what you're getting ready to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's get ready to triumph in the word of God. Um, I'm super excited about um, the word and just the theme of access granted, right? Um, I think that is a term that we kind of loosely uh, use, but nevertheless, it is a term that is most impactful. It is so impactful that God kind of gave me a word play as to the power of having access, right? First of all, uh, when you have access to something, um, there is a responsibility to the individual who has been given access, right? Case in point, um, I have been at home for the last two years working from home, but I got an email, received an email that it was time for me to come back into the building, come back into my job. Um, I work at a hospital. Um, hospitals, uh, let's look at hospitals. They have a lot of, of doors. They have a lot of uh, medications. They have a lot of patient information. They have a lot of things that if it is put into the wrong hands, it could be very damaging. Therefore, they provide us badges that have a security code inside of them that grants us access to places. But in order for you to get access to it, you have to, first of all, um, have the ability, um, you first of all have to 
uh, have a right to be there because uh, you can say, you know, hey, I, I'm a Kaiser member, but that does not give you the right of an employee to certain places. Mm -hmm. I got to work and because I had not been in a particular location, my access was denied. So I then had to go and get my access updated. No, and, and, and oftentimes in getting your access updated, uh, there has to be a different code set. Um, you can't even use the previous password. You then have to create a new password because the password for one season does not fit the new season. And it is the same way when we're talking about access, whether it be in the your spiritual place or whether it be in relationship as it relates to your spouse. It is very important that we understand the times and the season and the accessibility to a heart, right? And that's kind of where I want to deal on tonight. I kind of sat in the presence of God and said, God, how would you allow me to process? How would you allow me to um, look at that? So look at this one tonight. So I want to kind of look at this through a different set of lenses. I kind of, and, and God began to really, and I don't, I'm not sure who's watching, but God really began to touch my heart and really sit on me um, to talk about the access of the hearts of the husband. Access to the hearts of the husband. Um, and as I sat there, the Lord set me into Second Chronicles. Um, when you look in Second Chronicles, um, we find that there is one by the name of Solomon. And Solomon was actually building something that Israel had never seen before, right? Um, he was building something um, that uh, was, was, in one sense, it was being rebuilt, but then in another sense, it was something that, depending on who was watching what was being built, had never seen anything of this magnitude, right? And so what God began to uh, share with me is that I want you to kind of parallel uh, marriages um, to this. And I say, God, that's, that's a little out there. And so as I begin to look, God began to share with me that no matter where you are, whether you're building in the process of building uh, a marriage, or you've been married before, or you you know you've been in this thing a minute, um, this will still help you on tonight. So I said, God, what are you saying? And so I had to look at the scripture. And I had to look at how Solomon was building something that had never been built before. He was building an access to God that they had never seen before, or they once had. I'm going to paint the picture. Give me a minute. And so in the building, he was very, he was very particular. If we would back up to second to first Chronicles, you will realize that he, even his father, King David, could not build that. And, and it, because he had too much blood on his hands. So there was a particular heart posture. There was a particular uh, manner in which God needed this temple, this dwelling place to be built. Our marriages is 
so significant to the places of worship. It is so significant to how we come into the presence of God, how there is access there. So how we come into the presence of God and how we enter into the hearts of our husbands are similar. They are. And so what happens is it takes you to know how to build and how to to, um, move around in order for you to have access. I say this all the time. I am a wife by design, not by default. I am a wife by design, not by default. In other words, I'm not the wife. I'm not the same wife as someone else, right? Uh, I'm not. Uh, um, we, we. Every marriage has its own DNA. Every marriage has its own access code, right? And so, because I am a wife um, that is a wife of design, I've been created uh, for my husband. I, I'm not created for Bob the builder. I'm not created for John over there. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, created uh, for Kevin over there. I'm specifically designed for Michael Hudson. And so in that design, God gives me an access and he grants me access to that man that no one else has access to. He he allows me to have access to a place in his heart. If I'm careful to build him right, that cannot be denied. What are you saying? How does this relate? Give me a minute. I think I'm going to get I'm going to get into it now. When you begin to look at how King Solomon built this, he built it line upon line, precept upon precept. He built this based on the very um out of what God had said how this thing should be built. It is the same way when we're trying to access our heart, the hearts of our husband and even the heart of God, we must do it the way that God has subscribed it, how God has subscribed it. Ladies, we have an advantage. We have an advantage to sit in the presence of God and ask God, how do I get to his heart? Let me share this. I realized something. I've been married 20, over 20 years. I realized at the time that we get married, we get a few things. We get their last name. We may get the key to the house. We may get the key to the car. We'll get, um, you know, our, our, our last name changes. Everything's changes. All of that happens. But that does not mean you have access to his heart. That has to be granted. He can give you his last name. He can take you to meet his mother. But that does not mean you have his heart. That has to be granted. And so how, um, and, and so I said that to say, I remember saying, I want to have the type of relationship where we tell each other everything. I wanted that transparency type of marriage. I, I didn't kind of want to walk on eggshells um, in my marriage. And so I said, God, how do I get his heart? And the Lord says the same way you get my heart. You open up your mouth and here it is. And this is not for the immature. I need to talk to uh, grown people that know the word that we're not sitting at home worshiping our husbands. But just as you worship God and you say to God, you are the greatest. God, you are the best. I can't live without you. I can't breathe without you. It's the same entry access point that you share with your husband. Babe, you're the best. 
Nobody do it like you. Honey, look at you. Go on ahead. And the more you begin to build him, the more you have access to the things that would normally be, you know what, not available to anybody else. Some people can look at certain men who like, oh, he, he rough, he hard. But it takes the right kind of woman to know how to get in there by way, yes, of adoration, by way of, of, of massaging the heart, massaging the areas, right? And so this is how we begin to build in order to have access. You build a relationship to have access to in that relationship. I build a resume. I build, um, I build a confidence in my employer that they may trust me to have access and that when I get access, I don't now begin to manipulate. I don't begin to take what shouldn't be and share. I Once you have access, there's a level of responsibility that comes with the access, right? So as I begin to look in scripture, uh, Solomon builds something that had never been seen before. Many of, you, many of us have marriages that our families have never seen before. We are, some of us have been married longer than anybody in our family. That's something that has never been built before, has never been done before. Some of us have relationships or we're, we're desiring to get to that place with our spouse that we've never seen before or that you know that there's a potential there, but how do I get there? And I'm going to share with you what God shared with me in these scriptures. As I look how Solomon built it, once he began to build it, and once as we, as Solomon built, we're talking about how we're building our marriages. As we begin to build that marriage, the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 6 that Solomon does something. He does something that I, I did not see any other uh, king do. He prayed and then he dedicated it back to God, right? That's great, lady. I'm glad that he prayed and dedicated it back to God. But when was the last time you prayed and gave God back your marriage? When was the last time you prayed and said, God, hallelujah, I feel help coming? When was the last time that you prayed? And even though y'all may not have been agreeing and the enemy came with a bunch of slander against your spouse, you knew his heart and your prayer was, God, don't let me see him any other way but the way you have designed for me to see him. Don't allow my vision of him to become skewed based on outside noise, based on all the problems problems that we're experiencing. God, let me see him in a pure light. Let me see him how you have designed for me to see him. Because if I see him any other way, my access could be tampered. All right, let's talk about access. What does it mean to have access? Access, it's when one provides or gives someone a privilege. Say it with me, privilege. Write that in the comments, privilege. My access to my husband is a privilege. It is not a right. My access to his heart is a privilege. It is not a right. So when you have a privilege, you respect the privilege. When I have his heart, I respect his heart. I don't take the matters of his heart and throw them in his face when I'm not feeling it. When I don't use it as a tool of manipulation, but I guard the heart. Hallelujah. I guard it with all diligence. The Bible says this 
and you can pick up and, and, and see Solomon's heart and how he guarded, hallelujah, he guarded what he built. I want to stop by and tell a wife on tonight that wars, baby girl, you have the right to guard what you have built, what you have built in sweat and tears, what you have built, guard that marriage. I don't listen. You got to tell a jealous friend, you got to go. Come on, you got to tell a, a, a nosy grandmother, a nosy auntie, we don't do that in my marriage. You can't sow seed of discord here. You can't cause us to butt heads. You can't compare us. None of that works over here. I have to guard the access to his heart. I don't play with that. I, I just don't keep going to the heart and buzzing in and buzzing out because I got access. I don't play with that, but I guard my access. Hallelujah. I make sure that, that when I gain the access and I walk in, in in the room of his heart that that I survey hallelujah because see see some people they have access to their presence but they don't get to see who they really are and in getting in their heart you get to see the good the bad the ugly and indifferent and so when you're in the heart ladies it's imperative that we walk in certain areas that we don't walk so hard but that we tiptoe into those areas right so let me get back to this because i feel myself going in a direction that i want to go into later it says when you have access it's when one provides or gives someone a privilege to enter into a place, a location, or an area. To be privileged means you have a special right. You have an advantage and it comes with benefits. Okay, let me say that again. When you have access to a thing, you have special rights, you have an advantage, and there's a benefit. Okay, that should cause us right there, right up and through here to look at our husbands different. When he gives me access to his heart, I now have a right that nobody else has. I now have an advantage that nobody, oh God, I feel you. I have an advantage that nobody else has. And I have a benefit. As my husband's wife, I have a right to go into the throne, on the throne room. I have a right to go into the heavens. I have a special right as his wife to go into a realm in the spirit. I have an advantage because I have, I'm his wife. I have an advantage to reposition and to posture. Anytime I access something in his heart and it don't look right. I have a right to go and pray at a special, at a special seat, at a, at a special position. I have a, God has granted me that ability to go in there and call those things that are not as though they were. I don't play with the access. So in, in essence, the Bible says that Solomon began to pray about 
what was going on. He he understood that something is happening that has never been done before. So with that, I have to set some protocols. I have to set some boundaries. Hallelujah. I have to set some boundaries. Not so much with the people uh, that he's, he had to not so much set boundaries with the children of Israel. But if you ever read that, he had to set boundaries with those that were foreign. Mm. Ladies, I come to make an announcement on tonight that you must set boundaries with foreign objects, foreign things, foreign mindsets. You have to say, no, 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 no. You can only go so far. You are not allowed here. You have to tell God. You have to tell fear. You are not allowed here. You have to tell. You have to tell your control issues. You are not allowed here because I had to understand this. There is some things that can stop your access. Mm -hmm. There are some things that can stop your access. One of the things that can stop your access is control. When I'm building something, that does not necessarily mean I need to have 100% control, especially when we're building something together. I know I just knocked the breath out of somebody, but you all right. Take a little shallow breath. You'll be back. Okay? Having too much control kills what you're trying to build. Right? We, I, My husband and I, we have this thing where... We tell each other, I am not your enemy, right? He's not my enemy. It's us. It's me and him. And me telling him I'm not his enemy and him telling me that I'm not his enemy, we now release the control of trying to make this thing something that we kind of created in our minds. We, 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 we release the control of trying to make our house like the Huxtables. I am not uh, Claire Huxtable and he is not Heathcliff, but we are the Hudsons, not the Huxtables, right? So I release the control because there's nothing worse than trying to build something that's micromanaged. Control kills what you're building. I don't need to micromanage that. You know who manages the marriage? The Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that, that that comes and knocks on my heart, that pulls me and said, you know what? I know what you said, but it's not what you said, it's how you said it. And if you're going to try to build what I've given you uh, access to, you're going to have to pay attention to your tone. It is the Holy Spirit that manages the emotion. It's the Holy Spirit that manages the apologies. It's the Holy Spirit that manages when I think I'm just too tired and I can't do it. It's the Holy Spirit that'll blow a second wind and say, no, go and handle that. It's the Holy Spirit. I'm not re totally responsible, but I allow the Holy Spirit to be a guider. I allow him to teach me what I do not know. And I don't know who I'm talking to on tonight that you have a marriage that has never been, never been done. You've never seen the blueprint. You're actually walking this thing out. Girl, let me share with you on tonight. Allow the Holy Spirit to be your friend because sometimes it takes the Holy Spirit to access 
just a heart of a husband that's not, his heart is just not so hard. He just don't know that he could ever trust somebody in that place before. God, why am I going here? For you that have been married and this is your husband's second or third, you're the second or the third wife. Hallelujah. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to go before you, honey. You got to allow the Holy Spirit to massage his heart. It's not that he don't want you there, but the last time he allowed somebody there, hallelujah, they took advantage. Hallelujah. So let me share with you um, something, sis. Uh, don't get better. Don't get bitter in the way. Get better. Your prayer has to become, God, don't let me become bitter in the process, but allow me to become better. I don't want to be bitter. I want to become better in this process, right? So when we begin to talk about having a privilege in an area, and I hope I'm not all over the place, when we begin to talk about having a privilege or a special right, you have an advantage that nobody has. Hallelujah. I remember when I first began to, when I first got married and I would begin to pray for my husband. I remember praying, God created me the heart, mold me and make me into the heart that my husband needs. Yes, I've had exposure and I've seen other marriages, but I believe that you have designed me to be fit just for him. So in that, God, if you can look in my heart and see that my heart is trustworthy to deal in the areas of his weakness. I want to talk about that on tonight because we're talking about access. And so in order to get into the areas of his weakness in order to get into the places that he probably wouldn't share there's a place of he has to find a place of comfort with you i believe it's proverbs 31 that talks about how the wise woman uh, makes sure that her husband has no reason for dishonest gain which means he trusts her to come he trusts her enough that he can come and share with her his fears hmm. He shares with her uh, his inability. You do know that 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 husbands have insecurities, that they don't always feel strong, that they don't always feel like they got it together. And I said, God, I want to be the one that my husband can trust. And he knows that even though he is sharing this with me, I won't look at him in at any other way. I want to be able to be to be the wife to say, babe, I hear you. And I'm not going to run to the phone with this new discovery, but I am going to run into prayer. I am going to run. I got, I'm going to run into the presence of God with what I've understood about him. Anytime that God begins to reveal something to you about your husband, that is not the time to call your best friend. This is not a conference call, but this is a call. This is a clarion call into the heavens that I picked up something on my radar. I picked up something about my husband that's not befitting. It's not the king that I know that God has created him to be. I picked up something that's going to cause him not to meet the mark. I picked up something that will tear down everything that he's built either at home, either with the kids, even at home. I picked up something because every wife has that 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 antenna, that GPS. If you can, you know, stop buying stuff from Amazon, you can realize and you can hear and you can become so sensitive that even
even while he's snoring, his snore is different. That's an alarm that should go off in the soul and in the heart of a wife that really prays that there is something different. There are times when my husband can say out of his mouth, I say, babe, how you doing? He say, I'm good. But when he falls to sleep, his snore pattern is different. First of all, he does not snore. So if he is snoring, that is an indicator to me that he is tired. So then it is my responsibility to find out what has him up at night. What has him tired? What has his sleep pattern off? That is my time to figure out something is going on. Hallelujah. I pick up there, there is something because there are times. And let me say this for those that keep y'all that are young in marriage and you keep asking him, what's wrong? What's wrong? Stop that. Don't don't keep doing that because guess what, sis? He wants to tell you, but there are things that they go through that if they could articulate, they will tell you. But there are things and pressures. Just being a man, period. Just being a black man in the in 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 in, in this climate. Just just being a husband, period. Come on, they are almost in something that is extinct, like a dinosaur. There ain't too many real faithful husbands. So I'm not gonna keep nagging you with with what wrong and tell me. You ain't gotta know. You've already perceived that's why God gave you discernment that there is something wrong. If he can't articulate, he ain't got to. If he can't get it out his mouth, he ain't got to run to prayer. Holy Spirit, there is something that is going on. He can't articulate, which means the scripture says there is a name that is above every name. Therefore, if he can't articulate the fact that I have been given access and I have an advantage to the realm of the spirit. Holy Spirit can download to me what spirit this is and I can put a name to it and now I can apply the blood. I can now apply the word of the Lord. The scripture says that there is a name that is above every name and now that I have the name of the thing that is bothering him now that's what I target in prayer. That's the thing that I war with. I war with the thing that's antagonistic to him, not him. I don't war with him. I war with the thing that comes to bother him. I think I just said something. That is the benefit of being a wife that wars, that has access. And that's why we don't play with the heart because in the heart and being in the heart is like being in the room. And when you walk in certain rooms, uh, it's beautiful in there. But if you try to take a picture, sometimes the lighting is bad and it will give you a shadow. There are some places in our husband's heart, depending on what he's experienced, if you go to that part of the heart, it's a little dark over there. It's a little shady over there. And so and so, because he's allowed you in, you have to tiptoe ever so clear, ever so so lightly here. Uh, not, not saying that, that you walk on eggshells, but you're very careful. Uh, you don't go into that part uh, too often because you already know what it is. You visit it a little bit because you just visit it. In there, you're just doing a little survey because I need to know when I come out what I'm praying about. See, there ain't no sense of talking about I got his heart, but you don't pray about nothing. There is no sense of saying I got his last name, but you won't change nothing. There is no sense of saying, Yeah, that's my husband, and, and we a power couple when you don't have no power. I think I just said something there. So, what stops access? Control stops access. But trust can stop access. Oh, God. 
Trust can stop access. I don't trust you. God, come on. Some of us, we're going to have to do some repenting tonight. Because let me tell you something. You wonder why you don't know how much money he made. Because he don't trust you. Come on, sis. It's, it's, it's us. It's just us. It's the, we, we, we on the whole stream. We don't nobody pick up your face. It's just us. Come on. Take it. Take, take, come on. Take this word on tonight. He don't trust you. He don't trust that you're not going to go shopping with the PGE money. You don't have access to his finances because he can't trust you. He can't trust that you're not going to go buy some red bottoms with the mortgage money. Trying to look like y'all got something. Stop. Allow him to trust God. Jesus, help me tonight. Hallelujah. Let him trust you. Baby, when he can trust you, he'll give you the world. And that don't even belong to him. When he can trust you, sis, there is nothing like God. When God can trust you, the scripture says no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly before him. Guess what? Though our husbands are made in the image of God, there is no good thing that they'll withhold from us if we walk right. Hallelujah. He can trust you with it. Hallelujah. So trust will stop access. But here's where I want it to go. I, I, I kind of want to deal with in, in that little trust. I, I kind of feel God pushing me here in that in that trust. Can he trust you in his secrets? Can he trust you when you're angry? Do you throw them back up in his face? Because if that's what you do, there's a level of access you'll never get. That's hot. If he tells you something and your neck get to popping and rolling and see, that's why in the hand, you are killing your access. That's why you got to pray, God, give me a face. Set my face like a flint, Jesus. Help my response. And let me say this. Not so much what my mouth say, what my eyes say, what my eyebrows say, what my disposition says, what my posture says, how I move around after I've had the conversation. God, I'm helping somebody tonight. Listen, let me tell you about me. Can't talk about nobody else. I can't have to talk about me. There's some things that my husband had to tell me that I had to just say, oh, okay. I couldn't give. I had to stay neutral because I understood that that was something that he needed to share and that he trusted me that he would even open up and share those level of secrets. So I had to say, God, right through here, God, did I, did I pass? Did I keep my face straight? And, and while he was gone to work, while he was gone outside, that's what I, that's when I walk through the house and I begin to pull down every stronghold. That's when uh, my, the, my, 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 my regular shoes that, that see, I got my first red bottoms by killing devils. I bumped 
uh, Louis Vuitton. My my red bottoms came by by walking, uh, hallelujah, walking through his pain, hallelujah, and healing his pain. So I would walk through the house and I would pray and I would break up strongholds and I would come against generational curses, hallelujah. And then my presentation as to how we change a thing was sweet. It was a suggestion. Help us. That's why that, that's what happens when you're dealing in trust, when you're when you're learning and when you're trying to win his trust, you don't learn it by pushing the door down. You you gain it by suggestion. Honey, can, would you consider this? Because in oh God, in that, sis, God gives you a grace. Let me tell you, don't feel like you're going to miss something. Don't, don't, don't feel like, like, you know, he don't do it my way. We about to die. Uh-uh-uh-uh. You got to understand that God has given you a grace. And let me tell you something. Don't feel like you're running out of time. God will restore the time. God help me. How can I share this? God will restore the time. You've been saying, we've been doing this for 10 years. Let me tell you, if you ever get to that place and you ever get past that test, God will redeem the time that you feel that you lost because you were, you were fighting that, right? So it comes with a suggestion. And so now he feels like, oh, I can trust her. And, and she didn't go off with that. She didn't, she didn't go off. You know, she, she, so, so I probably can tell her this and, 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 and let me see. Uh, come on, come on, y'all. Uh, uh, husbands is like that chicken grease. You know, when you're frying chicken and you you trying to see if that grease hot and you throw a little flour in and see if it bubbles, see if you get a response. They're the same way. Uh, anybody in here still cook? Hallelujah. Um, and if you don't, I just showed you showed you the first step of frying chicken, right? So you're gonna tap that. You're gonna see uh, if 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 that if that is ready. You're going you're gonna to see uh, if he's going to see if you can handle that. He, he's going, you're, 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 you're trying, uh, as I say, you're going to show a little leg, you're going to take it right back. See what kind of response. And when you pass that, he says, I can trust her now. So I, I, I can share this with her now. I can open up to, to her uh, about this um, and I can share that. And then can I tell you, there are some things that you got to be okay that he may not ever tell you. And that's okay. I'm going to say it again. That's okay. That's okay. Because that's his right. But yet and still, remember we talked about that, that, that advantage, that benefit of being a wife that wars? I now take it to prayer. Here's my last point. Hope I'm not boring, y'all. When I fail to grant or I fail to get access, I deny, I'm denied the accessibility to something that's important, that's valuable, that's necessary. When I fail to get the access to that heart, I'm denied something that's important, something that's valuable, and that's necessary, which stops us from progressing, which stops us from marching. And so I said today, as I sat there and kind of sat with this word, there was one particular passage, and this is where I wanted to kind of deal with. I saw something, Second Chronicles 6, uh, 23. I read it and didn't, you know, didn't mean much. And I didn't get the revelation what God was trying to tell me. But 2 Chronicles 6 and 23 in the Message Bible 
I said, oh, God, got it. As Solomon is praying and dedicating this back unto God, he, he does this and he sets out perimeters. He, he, I mean, he sets out boundaries. He says, from this place, God, which speaks of a posture. If you read it, he he keep. If you ever read it, take your time. I want y'all to read it. He keeps saying, "From this place, this place that we're building, from this place that we've rebuilded, this place that we've never seen, God, if we pray from this place, from this posture, would you please hear us? Would you please hear us?" He keeps saying, "If we, if you, if we pray from this place, will will heaven hear us?" So listen, Second Chronicles six twenty three, because God said the other, the third thing that stops access is offense. I said, huh? I said, God, how does that make sense? Well, guess what? In building, Solomon covers what happens if we're offended while building. I said, okay, God, okay, God, okay. Look, 2 Chronicles 6.23, it says in the message, it said, listen from heaven. And it says, God, now I need you to act. It says, judge your servants. It says, making the offender pay for the offense and then set the offended free, dismissing all charges. Okay. Listen, God, when I'm praying from this place, because while we're building and I have access to his heart and he has access to mind and, and we're trying to, or some of us are trying to regain access and we've lost it and we desire, don't even desire it anymore because we've been offended. It says, I need you to hear God from this place, God, from, from, from the women who wore community, God, from this place, hear us. It says, make the offender pay. For the offenses. I don't know. Somebody like, yeah, God making pay. Da -da 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 -da. That's not what it's saying here. We're going to break this down. Give me about five minutes. It says, and then set the offended free. Dismissing all of the charges. Okay. I said, God, in building, we have to be, we have to be careful of the offenses. One of my favorite preachers said this. He said, offense, uh, my, one of my favorite preachers is my husband. He said, offense is simply that your ends are off. I'm off-ended. I'm at the end of this and I'm off. So anytime I'm off, I'm subject to being offended or offending. Offense builds fences. Offense builds fences. Um, I think uh, uh, one of my other, uh, one of my internet preachers, he likened offense to a lattice fence. Or if you ever just looked at a fence, when you look at or you try to look at somebody through a fence, it's very skewed, right? You kind of really don't see them in their totality. You see them in bits and pieces. Well, that's what offense does when you're trying to build something. Offense comes to fragment 
the access comes to break it up. And so what the Bible begin to say here is that, first of all, it says, heaven here, I'm praying, I'm coming to you because something's not right in here. It said, now judge your servants, not servant. So for all of us that be like, yeah, get him, God. No, no, no. Let's be fair. The scripture says, God, judge your servants, not in you know, hellfire and brimstone, but you know our hearts and our motives. That's why scripture says uh, uh, man looks on the outward appearing, but God judges the heart because it's in the heart we understand the purity and the motive of an action, right? So he says, judge your servants. Mm -hmm. Judge your servants. In other words, look at us both and judge where we are, right? He says, now, making the offender pay for the offense. That does not mean God make him pay because I'm angry or I'm upset or I'm offended. No, he says, making the offender pay for the offense. And when I begin to look at that, the Lord said to me, he says, daughter, what that means is that the blood at Calvary's, the blood at Calvary's cross paid for the offense. You don't have a legal right to hold him hostage to offense. I said, wait, wait, what a minute. Hold on, sir. He says, no, when you're building something, offenses will come. But at Calvary's cross, I bought, <laughs> I paid for offense. I paid for his wrongdoing, just like I paid for yours. So it's imperative while you're building something that you very, 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 be very, very careful that you don't forget to invite the Lord in what you're building. He says, make the offender pay for the offense. Well, if he got to pay for it, guess what he gonna do? He gonna go to the Lord. You got a husband that, that has a, a little bit of Jesus. He gonna even, he gonna know that that was foul. He gonna, he gonna know. He might even, you know how he gonna know he foul? Cause he gonna come back and try to figure out how you feel it. He know God going to tap that heart. God going to talk to him in prayer. God going to come on. There are times where nothing moved until my husband came and said, hey, babe, we need to talk about that. That's not out of that's not out of control or manipulation. That's based on principle. Remember, we talked about building those boundaries, right, to keep the access flowing. Right. So it says making the offender pay. So the offender even goes to the cross and gets help. That's how he pays. He pays because Jesus paid it all. Am I making sense? You, I, I don't get. I don't get to hold him hostage over his offense. Y'all don't believe me? Let me keep reading. Okay. It says, "Making the offender pay for the offense, and then set the offender free." So that same blood that shows him that he was wrong, it's that same blood, that same payment. That allows me to be free and don't hold him to it. It's that same payment that allows me to not pay, play tat for tat or tit for tat. It's that same payment that don't have me writing a checklist. 
like you keep doing this and then you did this and then you did this you still offended you still do that you still offended i don't have a right to deny his payment from calvary when i'm wrong i hope that made sense right it says but then set the offended free set me free in my emotions set me free in my attitude set me free from slamming dish and breaking windows set me free from cussing him out yeah i said it y'all can be on here deep and wonderful if you want to from cussing him out cussing the kids out the cat the dog and the mailman come on set me free i hear you holy spirit set me free from self-sabotage set me free for thinking that his total behavior is based on me mm, I'm, I'm about to dig here set me free from not knowing how to switch my hat what do i mean by that switching the hat that i don't talk to him like i'm his mother but talk to allow me to talk to him like i'm his wife or vice versa to set me free from not wanting to have the difficult conversations because, you know, he might have a whole tantrum, but those are conversations. God, set me free from feeling like I got to carry this whole marriage on my back. Set me free from feeling like I gotta gotta save the day all the time. Set me free. Oh God. Set me free from me feeling like I gotta do the work of the Holy Spirit for him. That I gotta be, you know, what the Bible say. That I got to, you know, be his Siri. That I gotta, you know, keep on having these random outbursts. Set me free so that this place that's a house, I make it a home. Because I found out something. Let me go here before I go to what I found out. It says, and set the offended free. It says, dismissing all charges. Not just the ones from 2022. But dismiss the charges before we had a revelation of what it really was. This, God, I hear you, God. Dismiss the charges so I don't keep bringing up stuff that really doesn't bother me. I just feel like complaining and belly aching about stuff. Let me say this. There are some things this is really not a problem. You just want to have something to just kind of complain about. Leave it alone. Dismiss it. There was a time in my marriage because I had never seen healthy marriage like to the, to the degree we were trying to get to because to the degree we were trying to get to, it's personal. So you kind of 
don't kind of see that even with the marriages that you admire. It's just something that just happens in their home. But there was a place we were trying to get to, right? And I remember my, my husband saying something to me. And let me let me let me let me set uh, let me set the stage here. Um, I was emotionally fragile, right? I was emotionally, you know, I thought I was strong, but emotionally I, I kind of couldn't take nothing, right? Um, because I didn't grow up with my father in the house. Um, I, I grew up with my brother, but there's a 10 and a half year age difference. So by the time my husband was, my brother was married and gone, it was just me and my mother in the house, right? So I knew the sound of a man, but I did not know the tone of a man. Those are two different things. I know the sound of a man, but I didn't know the tone of a man. So I heard the sound and the tone on the same level. So there were the tone tells you, now leave that alone. All I heard was leave that alone, but the tone changed. And so we were trying to get to a place. And um, I said one day, um, why, you know, kind of like, why, why, why are you, why are you, you saying that? And he said to me, he said, you're, you're, you're making it hard for me to love you. You know, I'm from Richmond. And I was like, what you mean? <laughs> it's you, I'm making it hard for you to love me. And I would just you know, really just that kind of did something to me. And I went into prayer and the Lord said this, would he intentionally say things to on purpose with malice? Would he say that to hurt you? Or is he saying that to better you? And the Lord said, if you can honestly say that he said that to make you better and not to hurt you, you cannot hold him hostage. You cannot pen penalize him for that. And the Lord said, that's an area for you, the offended. You're always offended. You're always reading more into what it is. You become a commentary for everything. I remember my husband would be making decisions and I would, you know, just like, well, why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? And I had to realize when you going to let him be your husband? When you, and, and so what I did, because again, we're talking about that access. I didn't want to cut off my access. So I said, well, God, I'm just about to go for the ride and just believe that you're going to give us the grace. Because again, he, he ain't never did this either. Right. And so the Lord said to me, he said, do you think he would intentionally put the family in, in danger? You would intentionally, you know, not make sure what you're concerned about is not handled. Got to relax. Remember I talked about those rights mm -hmm. is he on, in, on purpose gonna turn the house upside down so what that did let me tell you 
Remember? In doing that, I got an advantage because I, when I stopped doing it, I remember one time hearing him say, you know what? Let me check with my wife and I'll get back to you. I was like, come on, sis. I was like, come on, sis. You learning. You learning, right? You learning. And I'll say this. Access um, allows you to march in the purpose for the marriage, for the assignment that has been given to the marriage. Because to march, it does mean to move in a direct purposeful manner, but it talks about advancement. It talks about progression. When you are moving, when you are marching, <clears throat> in order to get somewhere, there has to be movement because you can march in place. You give the appearance that you're getting ready to go somewhere, but you're really just marching in place. But when you begin to talk about advancement and talk about having the access to a heart, understand in advancement, you two are not the same people that you were when y'all got married five, 10, even 20, 35 years ago, right? So in marching, you will transform. You will become new people. In that same access that's been granted, give them that room to develop into the new person, to that, to that advanced person, to that, that strong person, that emotionally strong person, that person that's able to articulate now. That, that person that's able to come and share with you. And then you becoming that person that's not offended by what was shared. To have healthy dialogue. Not always, you know, feeling like, you know, I just can't never have a word. And I just, you know, let me tell you something. I came to a point, I'm not going to keep living here in, 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 in an emotional garbage can. I'm going to grow up. I I I I it was I had to do some real I had to really let me tell you let me just be honest and transparent through here I had to turn my heart inside out right I had to allow him to develop and then I had to develop and in developing we begin to march, we begin to advance, we begin to grow, we begin to reach, we begin to try new things. We begin to do new things. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. But guess what? At the end of the day, when everybody go away, I don't care if I never get a coach bag, another purse. I don't care if I don't get a Louis Vuitton. I don't care if I don't get a house on the hill. As long as I still have access to his heart. I can get tangible things. And that shouldn't be the measurement of the heart of the husband anyway. Quit turning him into a flea market and a Santa Claus. Right? No. 
because I have the heart, I'm going to protect the heart. And the benefit of protecting the heart is those things. Scripture says, um, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, its right standing, then all these things will be added. It's the same thing in your marriage. Seek ye first the kingdom principle, the kingdom way of doing the thing in a marriage. And the righteousness and in being in right standing with him and with which and with each other. And guess what? Before you know it, all these things, the level of relationship, the peace, the joy, the, the transparency, the openness, all of those things that you were once denied becomes accessible. Well, I pray on tonight that I've said something that blessed your heart. I hope I wasn't over my time. Um, I, I, I really do. Um, I'm, I feel so honored, honored and privileged to share with you guys on this platform. I know a Lady Denise spoke of opening up um, if you had any questions or um, you wanted to say anything. Lady Denise, did you want to come back on and kind of have a chit chat a little bit? I'm not sure what your flow is like tonight. I'm, I'm open to that. Um, I'm totally open to that. Uh-oh, I think we froze. Hey! Let me just say this, right? And I'm going to let... Let me... Uh-oh, hold on. Hey! I was, I was me. Let me just say this. Let me, let me just... You don't even understand how in alignment God positioned you with your word on tonight, having not even been on the past two Wednesdays. When I tell you, you are so on point, it is utterly ridiculous. God is amazing. Wow. Woo! God is amazing. To God be the glory. The fact that you didn't tell us we needed to put on our steel toe shoes tonight. For me, you spoke to me. I can't speak just like you said, I can't speak for anybody else. The words that proceeded out of your mouth were spoken for Denise. Wow. I have my husband's heart. Mm -hmm. I protect him most times if we're going to be real about this thing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you told you reminded me tonight that my responsibility to keep and maintain the access mm -hmm. is to protect it at all times. Lady Alice, baby. The weight, what as you were talking, I heard the Lord say the weight of the access. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here, 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 here's the thing. Oh God. Um, and what and, and as I said and as I began to pray, the Lord kept showing me. Um, remember there was once upon a time when you had a house that had multiple rooms, the, the owner of that house that had multiple rooms was given a skeleton key. Mm -hmm. It was one key that opened all the doors. Yes. Yes. Well, guess what, sis? We the skeleton key. Mm -hmm. We can open all the doors. But yeah. just because you can open all of the doors don't mean you need to go in there right now. It has to be a purpose. Correct. Remember when your mom said, quit slamming them doors. Yes. You have to, we have such, uh, God gives us, and that's why it's an honor. Yeah. It is an honor and a 
privilege to be a wife. Yes. And, yes. and, and it grieves me because some so many people just want the dress and they just want the cake. Baby, go and buy you a dress. Listen, every January 1st, between January 1st and December 12th, Davis Bridal does a $99 sale. Go and get it out your system. Yep. Go and get you a dress. Uh, get you a little cake from Safeway if that's what you want. To see, you want to be a bride. Right. Wives are developed. Eva Shay. Wives, you become a wife over time, honey. And it, it ain't in the good times either. It's right. when I can't stand you. Oh, yep. Yep. It's yep. when it's when you know uh the PG about to get turned off and what we about to do. Come on, let's let's yeah. let's let's talk yeah. about let's yeah. let's talk about some real stuff. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Is a, but but nevertheless, in that, hallelujah. When you get to the other side of those trials, I hear you, God, and you un see when you have access to a heart and when you have access to his heart, you have access to his heartbeat. Mm, 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 mm. You march to a beat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We march to the heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And if that heart go too fast, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Slow the pace. Slow down. Hold on. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. And part too slow. But what's up? Take some bigger breaths. Right. Why? Because you have access. Yeah. So you're more than just somebody that go in the kitchen and cook. Yeah. You more than somebody that fold towels. Yeah. You more than somebody that just drive a minivan. Baby, right. you a bad mama jamma. If you right. didn't know, you know now. Right. Right. I, I, it reminds me we were dealing with um um uh, uh, it, there's a book and we were in that book, we were doing a study and it talked about how the moment we walked down the aisle to become the wife, God cloaked us, cloaked us with a power, right? That others don't have. I have the power to pray for my husband more so than his mother does because of the cloaking that God placed on me. Yes, yes. So I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I live now the same Bible, but then again, it is. I live, you said something powerful there. I have God cloaks me with the power to pray for him, even that even his mother does not have, right? Yeah. I remember one time we were going through something and the Holy Spirit dropped me um, into Genesis where it talks about, and for this call, shall a man leave mm -hmm. his mother and father and cleave the bach, which is a Greek word meant to cleave to, to become mm -hmm. one with. Mm -hmm. For this call shall he leave his mother and father and cleave to you. And the Holy Spirit says, now, if I uproot my son from being with his mother and father and cleave to you, then you have a responsibility to his mother and his father to not break him. <laughs> yes. Because I trust you with what was once there. He only gets to leave when he's ready. Right. And he now, he now cleaves to you. So if he's cleaving to you, you don't become a knife in his side. Oh, my God. My God. So in that, as you forestated, I get to I have an access to 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 pray further than his mother. Absolutely. Because now I'm of him. Yes. I'm yes. One with him. Yes. So Again, that heartbeat. 
It's a see. So oh God, here we go. Um, so secrets are normally only shared with lovers. Right. Um, that's why um, if you ever had, you know, some real good pillow talk, uh, you hear his heart. I remember when I, I don't know why I'm going here. I remember I was so desperate for the intimacy of my husband and to know his heart. Uh, there were times and I hope I hope I, don't, I should offend no grown person. I would lay on him and what I would do, I would slow my breathing to his breathing pattern. Come on. Done that. Yes, ma'am. Laying there. and Yes, ma'am. Because it's I'm hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And and so and so I saw something. Oh God, I saw something in scripture one time that that told me I wasn't crazy for doing it. Because you know most people look like, why are you doing that? Well, the Bible says that 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 John, the one whom God loved, when Jesus, the one that Jesus loved at at when they were getting ready to break bread and when they were doing at the Last Supper, when when Jesus said, "One of y'all about to betray me," yes. John, the Bible says, the one whom he loved, who was resting on him, yes. who who and you rest on him because you have an ear for his heart. Yes. Said, is it me? Because I love you, so I won't betray you because I'm closer to you because yes. I always have my ear to your heart. That's why betrayal in marriage is an issue because you've been laying on me, knowing my heart, and then you're going to get up and betray me? We still talking about access granted to a heart. So it makes, see, when you know the heartbeat of a husband, it's hard to get up and betray him. Wow, that's good. Because if you get up and betray him, you you have been in deceit a very long time. Then yes. you lay there as an enemy to infiltrate the heart, to My get God. things and nuggets that that only that should be only trusted, only individuals who have who can be trusted get. But if I lay there and I get his vulnerabilities, if I lay there and I get his secrets, if I oh God, I'm helping somebody tonight. If I lay there and I get all a download of his pain and and God shows me and I get up yeah, and I do anything but what's right. Right. Woe unto you, darling. Woe unto you. <laughs> Woe unto you. Because there's a responsibility that God gives you. Yes. Yes. That's why when the scripture talks about when the husband doesn't do the do what's right by the wife, God don't want to hear nothing because God is giving something. That's that's why scripture says who can find her? She's more valuable. Yes. She's more she's more valuable than a ruby. We ain't talking about the cage jewelers right here. What it's saying is that when who can find her because she has the ability to go into the heavens and pull down something and get access that nobody else has been given that access to. That's what that's talking about. That she understands her position. She understands that she can listen, daughters. She understands that there are seasons in her marriage because she knows his heart that getting on my knees and saying, now lay me down to sleep ain't going to get it. But she knows how to get up and change a prayer posture. She knows how to tell him, you going to bed, but I got this. She knows how to look at that husband and say, yeah, I see what the devil trying to do. And I don't care if it's another chick on that phone. Let me tell you, for, let, come on, let's come, come, let's come to Jesus tonight. Let me show you how to get the side chick up off the phone. Right. Get the side chick off the phone by you getting on your face. Correct. 
And you come against that spirit. And then yes. you got to say, now, what's the tr what's causing him to be intrigued? Right. We can be here all night. No, yep, yep. yep. So I, I'm just telling, you know, I'm telling you, we've been dealing with spiritual warfare in the mornings on Mondays. When you talk about identifying the spirit, the spirit has a name, right? You can't just be willy-nilly when you go. And, and can you assume your posture? Can you identify it? Can you annihilate it, right? Because that's really what this is about. In order for you to maintain the access to your husband's heart, you got to have a spirit of discernment so that you can understand what's coming up against his heart. Mm -hmm. Woman of God. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then with all that ammunition, mm. with all, with, listen, let me tell you, when my husband leave this house, this house turned into a battlefield, baby. It'd be camouflage everywhere. But when he pull up, I put all my war tools down. Yeah. I put all my bullets up. Yeah. And guess what becomes the bigger weapon? Yeah. My sweet spirit. Yeah. My baby, how you doing? Yeah. How's your day? Yeah. I still send my husband roses. Blue ones. He yeah. like yeah. I still send him roses. Yeah. I, I, I was uh, I think we was laughing. The, we were up playing. Like he's my he's my dude. And I'm gonna get off this call because I know he finished. Right. But that's my friend. And so we were sitting there up late and he was like, Oh, I showed the one from Peach Cobbler. I saw that. You ain't got to say a word, baby. I was in there, honey, baby. I popped open them cans, them peaches. And I was like, uh-huh, we're going to get there. And I'm just talking to him. Uh-huh. And guess what? Boo had a whole peach couple at midnight. Baby, it ain't nothing he could ever utter and think that he won't. That's in my reach. Come on. Yeah. Was I tired? Yeah. Yeah. But God gives me a grace. Grace. Just for Mr. Michael. Just for him, a grace. A grace. He gives me a grace. And I say that jokingly, right? Yeah. He gives me a grace. And yeah. then after, my sister said it, after all of that. Yeah. You yeah. know, my I got an auntie. She said, y'all young girls keep talking about that lingerie. She said, just don't win none. <laughs> I said, well, there, yeah, that, that's a good yeah. one too. And yeah. after all of that. I mean, right. that's a whole nother story. Right. Don't be, don't be shutting down the access either. Don't shut down the access or somebody else will gain access. Don't you, do, don't you dare do it, ma'am. Don't Just you dare do it. We can be mad later. Like, I'm mad. You can be mad later. Right. Oh, anything, anybody. I, I, I'm, I'm Didi, go to bed with your lingerie on, please. Bye. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Lady Elizabeth, first of all, tell Pastor Michael we said thank you. We appreciate him saying oh, yes. I and I appreciate um the uh the submission to the mission, right? In order for you to even be here on tonight. I thank God for that because we don't do that enough. Mm -hmm. We being women, we being wise. Um, so first say thank you from from me. Um, everything you spoke about is absolutely point on vital for a successful marriage. I thank God for you and the march and the access granted. Ooh. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I thank God. Next week, Wednesday, 7 p.m., we are closing out the month of March with Prophetess Janelle Daniels from Los Angeles. Um, I'm super excited to see what God does in on the inside, on the end of the thing, um, because it's been amazing every week. And I knew tonight was going to be off the charts. I was just waiting. I was like, husband, I gotta go. We gotta eat. We gotta go. We gotta um, I love you. I thank love God you. for you. And I, thank um, you. I, thank I just you. pray that God would redeem the time for you even on tonight as you pour it out to us. Amen. I just thank you so much for allowing me to share my little Sunday school message. Um, this was phenomenal. This was phenomenal. Um, I, I mean, there's so much that can be said, but I, I'll, I mean, I'll stop there, but I'm so, I'm so grateful that there are women of God like you, that their passion is a sound, whole, complete marriages. Um, I think the hour is over for the facade of a marriage, but what you see should really be what you get. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, um, longevity in marriages, and um, so let's make that normal again. You right. know, let's normalize uh, that. Yeah, let's normalize that, and and, and it's yeah. okay. It's nothing. I mean, I think being submissive is one of the sexiest things ever. Absolutely. I think it's a, there's a there's a there's a yeah, yeah. The last there's year. a shift that comes yes, with that, it right? is. And, and, and there's uh, a fragrance that yes. you that oozes from you when you are submitted. So we, yeah. where we can keep on talking. Okay, so look, we already know that we're gonna have Lady Elizabeth back because there is a there, girl. There's a whole thing um, in there. I love you all. I pray yeah. you all have an amazing night. Make sure you go back and listen to the replay and catch the nuggets that were shared because they are life changing and they're going to be marriage uh, shifting um, for you all. So God bless. Have an amazing night and good night.